cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Renegade Reports. I'm Jonathan. And Brahman is present. How are you, uh, Dr. Witt? Yeah, I'm okay. You're back from the caliphate. Back from the caliphate. I've got the Zika virus. Our universes are burning. Mm. I love being back in Africa. But the Renegade Report still has not fallen. Still not fallen. Only risen. Well. Unlike Cloudy. (laughs) Yeah, well, good thing thing he's not our boss because even though we don't get paid, we'd probably be paying to 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 uh, to produce this. I, I haven't paid my TV license before it was cool. I think I owe like three grand or something. So, so that's like ten years. Oh, I, I, I pay my TV license just because it's not worth the annoyance. What annoyance? Oh, the the lawyers that phone you and the and the, the letters and the all the rest of it. But 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 you can criticize me because I deserve it. Um, I shouldn't be paying that crap. Um, yeah. So uh, as you said, our universities are on fire. Well. Some of them are. Some of Cops them are. Cops are shooting people. Um, white people are fighting other white people on campus. I saw a white person call an Indian girl a colonist. An it's Indian fantastic. girl. <laughs> yes. It's brilliant. Yeah. So to discuss all of this, and, and specifically from the cop side of things, uh, we, we, uh, we're trying to get a student who disagrees with us uh, onto the show. But uh, believe it or not, once again, quite difficult. If you know someone and they want to come on the show, we wanted to we want to have the discussion on the other side, um, but uh, so far, no luck. We, we almost had one, and, and, and uh, she's bailed. Um, but we're going to discuss the cop side of things, not only to the university, just in general. Uh, to discuss that, uh, we have someone supremely qualified to do so. Our guest this week is Zach Mbele. He is the uh, DA Shadow Minister of Police. He is a member of Parliament. An honourable member. An honourable member of Parliament. I apologise. Apologies, Speaker. Apologies. Uh, and uh, welcome to the show, Zach. Thanks very much. Uh, good to be with you guys. Yeah, great. So, cops, police. Um, let's start off with the the fees must fall uh, stuff we've seen in the in the last week. Um, We've had police sort of uh, asked to come onto campuses uh, to assist with protests which have become violent. Uh, what's your view on the police's role here and, and whether it actually escalates things, perhaps makes them worse? Some people have argued. Other people say, well, the police need to protect uh, you know, those students who, who want to study. Um, where's, where, where do you land on this? Well, in principle, um, we know that the police have an important role to play in ensuring rule of law and um, enforcing uh, public order. Um, also, in terms of their mandate to to protect uh, property um, and 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 people's rights. So, in principle, the police do have a role to play on campuses, uh, especially where we've seen instances of of arson and uh, destruction of property. Um, in, in reality, of course, practically, my big concern is that our public order policing uh, units is heavily understaffed, under-resourced, and under-trained. And so the, the risk you have is that by their presence and by their action on campuses, they would actually escalate the violence and they would contribute to the problem 
as opposed to diffusing it. Uh, you know, uh, public order policing is, is, is one of those areas of, of policing where you, you have to get it absolutely right. Otherwise, the whole thing... Um, uh, can I swear on your show? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, otherwise, the, the whole thing is, it, is a fuck-up, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, right, right, so, so right there. That's F-bomb. kind of the, right. the, the, the dilemma is that in theory, in principle, they have a role to play. They, they should play that role. Um, but, but, but in reality, there's a grave risk that they actually make things worse. But well, let's get into that, Zach, because I, I think the police, well, for me, they just, you know, paid thugs of the state, you know, being an anarchist and all that. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure they do have a role to play in, Enforcing drug laws that um, are immoral ah, in come, my come, eyes. Come. Let's but, get to the point. Um, but in terms of training and in terms of the, the, the resources available, why? What, what is the issue there? I mean, I'm sure they've got a, a wide budget um, from, from the states. So why are they undertrained and under-resourced? Well, much like uh, the rest of the police service, except the interesting... Uh, um, um, outlier or anomaly, which is our VIP protection services, uh, who, who cater to our uh, political elites, um, they lack for nothing. Um, but uh, like much of the rest of the police service, this is the outcome of years of uh, chronic neglect and mismanagement. So in the, in the DA, in our messaging and our issue driving, we characterize the, the state of the SEPs as, as being the four U's, uh, understaffed, under-resourced, under-trained, and under-equipped. Uh, and the cause of that is uh, uh, at least 10 to 15 years of incompetence managements uh, who, because they're incompetent, have had uh, skewed priorities um, and, and have failed to enforce accountability within the police service. The police service has to be a tightly run, well-oiled machine that operates within strict bounds. And as soon as things become lax, as soon as things are not uh, run effectively the way they should be, the whole thing falls apart. Um, and, and, and that's what you've seen. Just by, by way of numbers, for example, um, in the early to mid-2000s, the public, police, um, public, public order policing units stood at a strength of about 11,000 uh, members. Um, and, and remember, these are all uh, uh, guys and, and some women who get specialized training around crowd management, uh, diffusing and, and de-escalating public violence and that sort of thing. And those numbers plummeted uh, so that by the, by the early 2010s, um, it was down to about 4,000. So, so 7,000 had, had, had been treated. There wasn't a human resource management process to, to, replace, to replace the ones lost to attrition um, and to ensure uh, constant uh, upgrading and, and the refreshing of training. Um, and that's why the POP units now uh, struggle so much to deal with violent protests uh, uh, be they service delivery, be they student protests, um, and any other outbreaks of public violence. Yeah, that's quite interesting in terms of the resources. Um, obviously, I think, as you mentioned, with regards to public order policing, it, it's very much you either get it right or you get it completely wrong. Uh, and yeah. I suppose Maracana is, is an example of, of that. I don't know if you'd, you'd agree with that sentiment. 
with re- with regards to this public order policing, what's your is it is it just on the campuses? For example, we've seen that there are police, but things aren't under control. Is that is that completely uh, a numbers issue now? Is it is it more to a training uh, side of things? Uh, would the eleven thousand have made the difference if we had eleven instead of four thousand, and there were more on the Vitz campus, as an example? Uh, or is it that they're actually not sure how to react? Uh, because the training hasn't been good enough. What is actually happening in our police? So what are the details? Okay, so it's it's actually both of those factors that you mentioned, um, and probably a few more. Um, and 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 Marikana, as you mentioned, was a perfect example of that. So with Marikana, what we saw was a heavy role of other units um, of the SAPS, uh, primarily the TRT or the the Tactical Response Team as well as the NIU, which is the, the National Intervention Units. Now, those are um, what's in common parlance or in policing parlance are called uh, crack teams. They are, uh, uh, you know, uh, specialized or, or receive highly specialized training to deal with things like um, um, sort of uh, uh, local level um, terrorist situations and that sort of thing. So, so they're trained to be, to be uh, fast-acting, to be highly reactive, and to act with, with deadly force, uh, but with minimal uh, a, a collateral damage. Precisely not the set of skills and the kind of trained condition responses you want in public order policing. Yeah. And that's why we saw the, the, the situation we had in, 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 in Marikana. It was lightning speed decision to act with deadly force and 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 we saw the massacre of, of, of 34 miners within about, I think, 12 seconds is how long that, that gunfire went on for. Um, on the other hand, now coming to the, to the uh, campus uh, situation with the student protests, the key pillar of effective public order policing, I always make the example of how um, uh, 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 the UK uh, in the, in the uh, mid-'80s under Margaret Thatcher dealt with the wild cat strikes, uh, the, the minor strike uh, in, in, in England, mm. which is about sheer force of numbers because they, they redeployed police from other, from other parts of the country. You have sheer force of numbers um, who, who act uh, without firearms, and that's simply about overwhelming the, the, the violence or the, or, the, or the disruptive elements so that you can first have an impenetrable wall that's, that contains uh, the, 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 the disruption that can uh, uh, quite, quite gently but effectively push it back when it has to, um, as, well as, as well as to then close in on it and then disperse it um, into smaller pockets that are then easier to, to clamp down on and to arrest. And all of that can happen without a single shot being fired. Um, and so basically... The, we have a toxic mix right now on the campuses where it's, it's not enough numbers to implement that kind of effective public order policing strategy, as well as a mix of police officers who are not POP trained um, and therefore are not employing uh, the right approaches uh, um, in order to, to diffuse uh, and to contain those situations. So, so Zach, saying that, I mean, do you think do you think the decline was around the, the Jackie Silebi era? Was that when we first felt that 
the police force wasn't up to scratch. Uh, because Sid Levy oh. was a very actually soft guy. He wasn't. He was a, an office clerk type of policeman. He yeah, wasn't. He yeah, wasn't well, a, on well, the ground chap. Well, more than that, uh, he was completely ineffective because he was not um, an experienced career officer, which is what we need in, in, in a national police commissioner. Um, the acting police commissioner we have now in, in, in Komoto Pashlane mm. is the first uh, uh, person in that position, um, bar a, a, a brief stint between Pegitele and, 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 and Piecha. Um, uh, who is actually a, a, a career police officer. So somebody who understands the systems, has gone up through the ranks, has experienced different operational environments. So with three successive ones, from, from Celebi to Begitele to Ria Piecha, we've had people who were completely out of their depth in, in the policing environment. And, and yes, uh, the, the peak of the POP numbers uh, was, was you know, shortly after, after Celebi came in, and we saw that decline um, uh, uh, happening under him and going into into Tele. But not just that. Remember, it was also under uh, Celebi that many of the specialized units were were were, were disbanded uh, very very unwisely. Um, one of which, and I know we're going to get onto this a, a bit later in terms of the theme, but one of them was then also the the Narcotics Bureau. Um, um, and and that's how we've seen uh, um, uh, drug-related organized crime um, increase so much uh, over the past uh, ten years or so. So, what do you make of um, the, the the crime rate statistics that came out a, f- a few months ago? I mean, I don't think they are the correct ones. I've heard that there are other ones that are far worse, but can't be published. Uh, so, I mean, do you see a correlation, of course, between? the efficacy of the police and, and the crime um, statistics themselves? Oh, hmm. Absolutely, 100%. Um, on, on two fronts, right? So we saw the, the murder rate um, has gone up yet again. Um, it, 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 it's been a trend for, for many years now. Now, on the one hand, the, the police minister and, uh, and the acting police commissioner, I've, I've, I've read they made comments around how um, murder is related to our historically violent society. Um, it's about, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a social fabric crime, as they call it, which is true because most, most murders that happen, somewhere around 75 to 80% is the, is the, is the average, um, happen between people who know each other, um, uh, acquaintances, colleagues, family members, um, usually in the, in the, in, in, in the home um, or, or, or in some kind of interpersonal encounter. Now, the police can't do anything to prevent that because that's about, you know, uh, uh, people... Um, personal issues. Violence. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But what is interesting on that murder front is that the proportion of murders related to organized crime, so that's, that's uh, uh, home uh, burglaries... Uh, business robberies, car hijackings has increased over the years. Um, I saw an estimate from a researcher at UCT putting that at between 35 to 45% um, of the overall uh, uh, murder counts, which means we are inching towards a situation where half, as many as half of all murders in this country would be related to organized or syndicate crime. And that is something the police can do about 
through effective crime intelligence and and uh, and detective work to 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 crack the spine of those syndicates who perpetrate and drive those crimes. So the police can do something uh, to a reasonable degree to bring down murder rates. On the other hand, where we've seen decreases in uh, uh, crimes such as sexual assaults um, and 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 some others, which are very which are highly reliant on, on, on victims reporting the crime, those decreases, I'm convinced, are much more a case of under-reporting uh, because people do not trust the police or have confidence in them to do anything about it. No investigation will lead to somebody being arrested and convicted, and so people don't bother. I mean, most people w- would not bother having their cell phone uh, stolen in a mugging on the streets um, unless you need the docket for uh, for insurance. Um, and so there's a massive under-reporting and under-counting of the real incidents of those kinds of crimes. All right, so let's talk a little bit then about the structures, about you, you speak about police intelligence, and um, we've got a situation where we've got gentlemen, a gentleman like Burning and Lameza at, at the Hawks. Uh, we have obviously had the disbanding of the Scorpions, which seem to be quite a good unit. Uh, the Hawks seems to have it just its own sort of political motives. I mean, I'm sure they do do some other stuff. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe you can enlighten us a bit on the good stuff they do. Uh, we've got uh, was it the whole Richard and Gluley uh, saga, which I think is still ongoing. Um, are our police in a position to actually do anything about these crimes that you're saying that they could very much influence? Um, is 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 this are the structures so decayed? Uh, and is there so much political wrangling that that really we're 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 at almost a point of no return? Um, I wouldn't say we're at a point of 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 no return. I always like to think of myself as cautiously optimistic, uh, but we certainly are in a in a very bad place, and 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 have been for a while. Um, the the reforms uh, that have been implemented by the acting police commissioner since he came in. Um, uh, in actually about a year ago, in fact, when when Pierre was suspended, um, uh, uh, I think are going to start turning the tide. Um, I always say he certainly inspires much more confidence um, than his predecessor because he knows what he's doing and and he seems to know what he's doing um, in in the reforms he's making. But it will take time to repair the damage. That has happened as a result of the chronic neglects and um, and mismanagement we've seen over the last ten years. Um, I mean, crime intelligence uh, takes a long time and meticulous care to build up to be a a you know sort of finely tuned machine that works the way it should. Because you're talking about penetrating syndicates who are rolling in money are highly motivated uh, because their their syndicate activity is 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 very profitable um, and are operating with uh, with far less scruples and and limitations than the police are so you really have to to be on point when you are tackling organized crime um, and 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 crime intelligence is is key to that and it has been uh, severely uh, weakened and and hollowed out because of the mismanagement um, um, so it'll take time to turn it around, um, but but I don't think we're at the point of no return. And we certainly we certainly can make quick wins at the station level when it comes to 
responsiveness and ensuring um, a, a, a conducive uh, working environment uh, for, for police officers when they're dealing with crimes that, that actually most of us are, care about the most and, that's, and that we're scared of the most. So it's not too difficult to, to make major dents on, on uh, uh, home, uh, home burglaries, uh, business burglaries, uh, um, uh, streets, uh, common robbery, because that's all about um, uh, improved visibility or, or increased visibility to deter crime, as well as um, as well as better uh, detective work uh, through quality investigations that increase conviction rates. So, Zach, what is the the point of politicising the police force? Arguably, this it wasn't done intentionally, so to speak. But as with everything the ANC touches, it's about who gets what and when. Yeah, um, was. In your mind, was this done intentionally to protect people in the ANC, or was it just a case of nepotism, people who can't actually do the job, and that failure to actually implement anything meaningful? Um, to my mind, um, and 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 I am speaking with my DA hats on here. Um, it's it's a natural and direct uh, outcome of the ANC's uh, care deployment policy. So. Um, you know the the thing about uh, states, institutions, and 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 organs of states is that uh, in theory they should work brilliantly if you have people who are fit for purpose leading them and and, and who are occupying positions they are they are qualified for. Um, but as soon as uh, cronies, cadres, friends, and allies uh, are put there, and and loyalty has trumped merits in that selection. Uh, that's where you start seeing the degradation we've seen. Um, I think it's become intensified in the in the Zuma era, because Zuma is the first president I would contend we've had, who has a personal, direct, and um, uh, and 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 compelling agenda, motivation to undermine independent state institutions. Uh, especially those in the in the in the security and and uh, law enforcement uh, cluster, because he is uh, fighting tooth and nail to either uh, snuff out or avoid facing um, those charges that first came up uh, from the from the NPA. That that is number one on on his agenda, um, and and that is what underpins everything we've seen from from the capture of. Well, from the closing down of the Scorpions in the first place, um, to then ensuring that the NPA is captured, um, and and to the interference we've seen in um, in, in 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 SARS, um, as well as uh, the political interference in the in the police service. Um, so, although you know Mbeki, Mbeki appointed Salebi, who was useless, um, and 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 uh, presided over the beginnings. Of the decline of the police service, uh, as systemically, but at least the NPA was still functioning, and the NPA was was going after high-profile people and investigating uh, uh, where there was wrongdoing. Um, now, you know, our anti-corruption uh, capacity is at its lowest levels ever. That, that's what irritates the hell out of me is that. Because these things are politicized, average South Africans are actually getting hurt and killed, and um, all these, you know, 
all these terrible crimes are happening to South Africans. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a huge travesty. Um, and uh, and Zuma, as we know, is an unmitigated disaster. Um, and 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 this is the the tragic the tragic outcome of of having uh, such a poor leader um, in the highest office. Um, but um, certainly, at least looking at at the local government elections, I think there's there's hope for the beginnings of of an upwelling to to repel that and to start moving things back on track. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. You'll you'll sit in sort of uh, parliamentary um, meetings uh, with the minister, I would assume, and other sort of I hate the word, but stakeholders. Um, uh, What's what's the minister like? Uh, is he as inept as we've seen him in his videos uh, defending uh, Nkandla, or, or is he uh, does he does he kind of buy into the process in a similar way to what I'm hearing from you, which which is hopeful? Um, so the the minister the, the the one word that always jumps to mind for me when it comes to the minister and his performance in his portfolio is lackluster. Um, she is um, completely uh, hands-off in terms of addressing the key priorities that she should be driving as the political head in that portfolio around professionalization of the SAPs, um, ensuring that they are getting the basics rights um, and having a tight supervision um, over uh, over uh, um, the, the functioning of those departments, so that they, they deliver effective policing that actually brings crimes that actually brings crime down, doesn't just manage crime, doesn't just contain the crisis, but actually makes meaningful dents um, in it. Um, and the only time we've seen him act with any gusto, um, where where he does then wield his muscle, um, is is in uh, pursuing the witch hunts. Uh, We've seen in aid of that uh, Zuma-centric uh, agenda. So the witch hunts against um, Dramats, the former heads of the of the Hawks, uh, who who are starting to to investigate the the Nganda case from from the Hawks' perspective, um, uh, as well as the witch hunt against uh, McBride um, in in the iPod. Um, um, and 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 now uh, by his uh, secondary support of Intlemeza in the witch hunt against uh, uh, Kordan um, uh, in 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 the whole SARS issue, um, so where it matters, he is absent and uh, and you know just doesn't have his hands on the steering wheel. Um, but when it comes to the politics of his portfolio, he's very involved um, and very gung ho about making sure that he is uh, the henchman who serves his political boss. Right, Zach. So let, let, let's bring things a bit more to a local level, specifically in the Western Cape. So what many people were surprised to hear was that the Western Cape actually has the highest, I believe the murder rate is the highest there, or the crime rate in general is the highest in the Western Cape. And obviously it is, it's not, it's not everywhere, it's in certain selected areas. Mm-hmm. Um how can that be? Yeah, I mean, because there's this, there's this notion that the DA actually does the, the basics quite well. But I know you don't control the police, though. So yeah. why is that? Yeah, well, that, 
yeah, that's that that that's the starting point, um, and that's and, and that's the key point is that uh, the provincial government does not control the SAPs. Um, uh, uh, policing, uh, as far as the SAPs are concerned, is entirely a national competency, um, and the provincial government only has an an oversight role um, over the police. Um, if 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 we did run. Um, the the police in the province, we obviously would see a very different situation. Um, and in fact, as a as as a sidebar, I have my own um, um, theory and idea about how we could technically create a provincial uh, uh, police service. Um, but that's uh, maybe an, another discussion for well, another really, day. Well, you're welcome to go into it now. I'm I'm interested. Okay, sure. Um, so, I mean, this this is in, in, in inspired by my own uh, libertarian um, anchoring, um, and and I thought it's the idea first came to me very slowly when I was working in the provincial governments. Um, so I became very au fait with um, with uh, policing oversights because that's what we did in the provincial governments. Um, and 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 Premier Hillenzilla led the charge um, uh, in terms of uh, establishing the the Kailicha Commission of of inquiry. Um, and really, what it comes down to is is the idea of how much of 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 what the police do um, can be implemented through alternative uh, mechanisms or, or alternative prim or. Uh, uh, alternative processes. Um, and it, it comes down to, to four things, right? The first component of policing is visible policing, right? Uh, so that's where you've got to just see people, see vehicles on, on vehicle patrol, uh, foot patrols, visibility, wherever you go, certainly where there's high traffic so that you deter opportunistic crimes, as they're called. That's muggings and car break-ins and that sort of thing. The second, the, the second element is then investigations or the, the detective services uh, uh, division. And that's about uh, investigations um, that, that lead to, to convictions in courts. Because the higher your, your, your conviction rates, the stronger the, the deterrence factor. Because people know that they've got a very high chance of getting caught and facing the might of the law if they commit crime. Third element is crime intelligence. That's obviously about uh, collecting, collating, analyzing information, identifying crime trends, so you can plan your your allocation of resources and your and your strategies to either preempt or to respond to those crime trends. Um, and then the fourth element is then uh, uh, prosecutions. Now, uh, the thing to say about this thing, and I've in 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 my head, I've called it the the Cape Civilian Constabulary, just because I like alliteration, <laughs> um, um, and also it makes for a very nice acronym of the of the CCC. It's very colonial, um, the constabulary. Yes, I know. <laughs> <We should> decolonize <laughs> your word there. Yeah, sorry, carry on. <laughs> but basically, the idea uh, in 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 combining all of this is that uh, you have. You know the 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 uh, CID uh, uh, patrollers yeah. we have in the Cape Town City yeah. Centre. So you have 
that kind of CID type. I, I think it, it's, it's worthwhile just mentioning that quickly to the listeners who aren't aware, but uh, we have them a couple in Joburg. Essentially, the community in a certain area gets together. They all sign an agreement that they want to improve the area, and there's a fee that everyone pays towards almost private security um, to uplift yeah. the area. And there are other things that go into it as well as security, but uh, it's worked very well in, in certain areas. I think the places uh, Ramon frequents in, in town in the CVD in Johannesburg is one example, uh, and Cape Town Seapoint, I think, did it as well. Um, that's right. Quite yeah. successfully, uh, yeah. All right. So that, that's that's this, that kind of concept. But that's more of a yeah. sorry. That's more of a private security type yeah. uh, operation than than a police operation. Yes. No. It 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 it, uh, it, it can take different different models. Um, of course, in 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 the Cape Town C, in the Cape Town CBD, it's a public private where you have um, EPWP funding going into it. As well as additional levies raised for, raised from uh, for, from businesses and 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 ratepayers in the area, but basically you have that um, increased layer of, of basically so so you would have that element of a visible policing CID type a visible policing vehicle and patrol backed up by uh, CCTV surveillance. Um, you you would then also have uh, a team of private investigators. Um, who would who would investigate priority crime categories, um, as well as you you create an alternative uh, crime reporting uh, 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 system um, where people can can log um, crime incidents uh, with uh, geolocation information via an app, perhaps whatever the case might be, um, and then you you build up that raw data. Now all of this combined together could have a massive dent if it's focused. Uh, uh, properly uh, um, uh, but the caveat is that it'll be very 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 expensive um, and that's why I think practically it wouldn't happen because you're talking about hiring additional people to be visible patrolling you're talking about private investigators and you're talking about about running this this, this database for for crime information I don't think it'd be um, expensive. That's, that's all, all you have to do is just outsource policing to private security just disband the police Outsource to private security, and there you go. Well, yes, in the in 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 the bigger picture, in an ideal world, uh, through uh, through a libertarian frame, um, that is what I would do. I would I would I would outsource. Uh, I, I would I would marketize um, all aspects of of policing, um, and rather and and rather dispense um, security vouchers to 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 households to then um, employ and hire. Different services as they need them. But I must add that there are two aspects of policing that I don't think would be appropriate for, for, the, uh, for the private market to, to handle, which is what we touched on earlier, public order policing, as well as uh, short-term custody uh, or, or short-term detention, because those two aspects entail um, uh, coercion and the limitation of, of individual freedom. And I think... Uh, the state is the appropriate body to to exercise that kind of coercive power, um, but uh, but everything else certainly can can happen on a market basis. All right, look, I like your ideas. I think Roman's living in a bit of a park dream. Uh, we're not going to uh, we, we're not going to. Zach gonna, just agreed with me. He, a he, member he, of he did agree in an, an ideal an, world. An honourable member of Parliament agreed with a, me, and that's why I'm a DA voter. I know you don't vote. This is why I'm part of the solution. Well, in an ideal um, world, Zach wouldn't have a job. All right. <laughs> Your current okay. one, at least. All right. What I, what I do want to say, though, is that um, some nice ideas there. 
there may be a cost. But we know that we've got uh, areas that we're wasting. There's huge wastage across all of government, of course. Um, um, but you, you mentioned the VIP unit. Let's talk a little bit about the VIP unit. Uh, and mm. uh, because oh, I, 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 can I, I, yeah, sure. Can I really just answer the, the question that uh, came before and I went off on a tangent uh, about the Western Cape? Yeah. I can, I can go very quickly in, in, in two points. The no first problem. is, as you said, yes, uh, although the province has the highest murder rates, it's highly concentrated in literally about four or five policing precincts related to either interpersonal violence, uh, often, often fueled or, or driven by, by um, alcohol abuse, um, as well as gang-related crime. So literally, if you look at the policing precincts of Nyanga, Manenberg, Kailicha, uh, Hanover Park, um, and maybe another one, um, uh, maybe, maybe Cryfontaine, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But certainly, certainly those four, Nyanga, Kailicha, uh, Manenberg, Hanover Park, between, between the interpersonal uh, violence, uh, murders, stabbings, and that sort of thing, as well as gang-related, that is pretty much all of that massively high, excuse me, massively high uh, uh, murder rates. And the picture overlaid on that is that the areas with, with the highest murder rates are also the most under-resourced, um, where we see police-to-population ratios that are way above what should be the average for the, for the, for the province and the country. So an acute situation is severely and chronically uh, under capacity to actually deal with that. And that's how we have that. Do you think that's done on purpose? Um, I don't know if it's done on purpose. I wouldn't go... Uh, I, I certainly have no evidence to believe that. I think, I think there are two parts to it. The one is that the, the, the formula that the, the police service uses, which is apparently quite complex, I haven't quite looked into it in, in great depth, but the formula that the police use uh, to to decide the allocation of, of resources is is highly flawed, um, and I'm and I'm working on getting to the bottom of exactly what the issue is. It was uncovered during the the the, the commission into into policing in Kailicha, but the other aspect is that basically you find that the the, the better resourced areas, your your suburbs, your before, before, more white suburbs, because they have strong and well-capacitated CPFs, the community voice and the community action to lobby for, for, for optimal resourcing for their areas yields better results. Um, and so any attempt to draw resources away from those areas is, is more likely to be strongly resisted whereas the communities in Yonyanga and Yokailicha with weaker CPFs and, and weaker organized community action uh, 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 to improve things on that front uh, do not have the same efficacy in, in, in getting results that they should uh, for, their, for their police stations. All right. Cool. Thank you. Um, okay, so I want to get on to, I mentioned the VIP unit and just uh, you can tell us a bit about that and, and the wasteful sort of expenditure there because I really dislike Jacob Zuma, but I, I, I don't want to kill him. Um, and I would imagine that most people don't, and I think a president of any country should have some uh, security, but the level of security 
uh, he has, but not only him, but his um, his ministers, and then we've got DGs who also have ridiculous amounts of security, MPs in, in some cases. Um, so d- you can discuss that a bit with us, uh, and and just the general areas of wasteful expenditure where we 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 could be uh, putting these things to good use, and perhaps this leads into all those units that were shut down. Uh, I, I know you mentioned narcotics, but I, I um, find the fact that the child protection unit uh, was shut down to be quite abhorrent. Um, so can we go a bit into that? Sure. Um, well, as a, to, to, to kick off uh, from where you, you ended, um, fortunately, the, the, the child protection units uh, have been uh, reestablished uh, since uh, about 2008, oh, I think okay. it was. Wasn't aware. Um, Good but, to know. Uh, but uh, but they are not back at the capacity that they were. They they are suffering that same understaffing, under-resourcing uh, problem. But but where they do exist, they, they they actually tend to do good work within within those those constraints. So the basics are are in place. We now just need to 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 scale up so we can uh, have a a much better footprint. Um, on the the massive expenditure of the VIP protection services, the core issue there is the fact that we have such a bloated executive, massive cabinet, uh, 34 ministers, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, as well as the concomitant deputy ministers. In some portfolios, we have two deputy ministers. Um, and, and all of those, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, an executive office bearer, um, must have at least two protectors with them at all times. Sometimes it's four at a time. In case um, the plebs touch them. Something like that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there are, there That's are, the official are wording, important. actually, in the document. It there says, are... you shall be protected against plebs touching you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, so that's, uh, that's the first thing, is that if we reduce the number of, of cabinet ministers uh, from the number we have now, you already uh, slice off uh, that expenditure that comes with them. Um, but the, the thing is, the SAPs also have discretion to assign protectors to, to, to anybody else that they deem fit based on a, on, a, on a security analysis. And we've heard whisperings that that has been abused uh, in, in some instances uh, 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 for, for a couple of years, which is why I put in a parliamentary question to the police minister about two or three weeks ago. No, in fact, no, uh, a couple of months ago, in fact, asking for a detailed list of every VIP or dignitary or, or, um, or designated individual who received VIP protection over the past uh, five or six financial years, um, and, and I'm yet to receive that information. Um, uh, for now, I'm giving the benefit of the doubt that it might be quite a complex data set to, to compile, um, but by the end of the year, it's going to start looking like they, they are dodging trying to give that, mm. that information. And I think that'll, that'll show uh, uh, a clearer picture as to what underlies uh, this, this high and, and increasing expenditure. Well, I think it's very um, simple. Sorry, Zach, to interrupt. The, yeah. the, the Dutch Prime Minister rides around on a damn bicycle, right? Yeah. You can, you can, I met the Swiss federal president, and I didn't even know it was him. I was in Zurich at a, at a hotel, and he was next to me, and no one told me until after the fact, this is the president. I was like, oh, I had no idea, because he didn't have anyone with him. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, if you, if you, if you have a society that uh, doesn't see you as terribly important, you don't, or you see yourself as important, you don't need all this uh, blue lights rubbish and protectors and for, against yeah. what? Against the people that voted for you. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. You're not, yeah. you're not the damn king, man. It's, we don't live in a feudal system, even though some do want to. Yeah. No, no, there's, there, there's complete excess, especially, you know, blue light convoys, and masses of, of, of bodyguards are, are completely um, over the top. Um, I think uh, it, 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 it can certainly be massively trimmed down, um, if not in some instances uh, um, uh, with. Got, rid of, got rid of entirely. I mean, I was, I was once, as a very quick anecdote, I was once um, uh, having sundowners at, at uh, uh, a, a, a popular um, uh, uh, a restaurant in in Seapoints, and 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 Helen Zilla walked past um, on the pavement, and it took me about ten seconds to realize it was her, because she was just walking with somebody else down the pavements, you know, and 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 you know, perfectly fine, no issues, and and that's really how it should be. If anything, very dangerous. Anything, the Jews in that area are highly vicious towards Helen Zilla. I'm I'm surprised there wasn't a sniper <laughs> on one of the roofs there. <laughs> but then again, Zach, I met you a few weeks ago, and I mean, your two bodyguards did pat me down and take away my nine mole. I thought I wanted back, by the way. This <laughs> <laughs> expropriation is disgusting. <laughs> For the listeners, I kid. Anyway, um, right. So we got about. Sorry, yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to lead into what you want to ask. Yes, I want to lead. Right. I want to lead into it. So, so okay, go ahead. You, you know, so we're talking about how the police are under resourced and under trained, and all of these things, and a lot of it comes down to funding. Um, so, Ramon, of course, wants to talk about one of the areas where we probably are wasting our money throwing it at the police. So. Is that a fair enough lead-in to what you want to say? Well, well, I think all of the police is a waste of money. But um, drugs, right? The DA has this thing about – well, not the DA in general. People in the DA have this thing about drugs and alcohol that drives me insane. So mm. policing drugs is impossible – the drug war has created far more drugs and far more organized crime. Yeah. If you have a war on something by the state, it increases production of that thing, right? There's never been like a war on poverty, right? So anyway, so what, what is the fixation with, with drugs and alcohol in the Western Cape by, by people like Helen Zilla and things like that? Um, shouldn't you ask for legalization and, and more more healthcare for these people rather than uh, more police force and and uh, and jails and, and you know and that sort of shit. Like, what's your view on that? Okay, so 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 my view, um, and I must emphasize here, it is it is my personal view. Um, uh, lest lest the the party head office starts being inundated with emails and phone calls about how the the DA is is has become pro drugs. Personally, I am in favor of 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 decrim. Um, I don't believe the the states should be policing what individuals choose to put in their own bodies. Um, and and at the very least, within within the current framework, I would say that the police are wasting their time by pursuing um, uh, drug possession, especially sort of small scale uh, drug possession, because that's not going to deal deal with the with the root issue, um, and and then of course, if you if you if if you decriminalize narcotics, then you take away the 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 power of the syndicates uh, um, who drive 
drug drug trafficking to make massive profits and 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 sort of run run that that black market. Um, but but there's but there's no doubt that uh, you know in 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 the Western Cape um, the the situation being what it is um, because of the alcohol abuse factor that is seen in 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 trauma cases in in murder cases drunk driving uh, and 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 so on and because of the link of drug trafficking uh, to the Cape Flats gangs who are then also linked to to um, illegal firearm trafficking and, and abalone poaching and blah, blah, blah. Uh, the whole organized crime, syndicate crime aspect of it um, is, is important to address because of how it spills over into, into, other, into other criminal violence, um, uh, um, uh, in particular around, around car, hij- car hijacking, because many of the syndicates become, become interlinked. Um, so, yeah. That's 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 where I would stand. Um, so you know, personally, I I would support narcotics decrim um, uh, because one, the state has no business uh, telling me or anybody else whether or not I can snort a line, um, you know, at a at a on on, on a weekend, uh, just in in principle. But also because that war on drugs, as you say, has has given the power. To the syndicates, to the black markets, uh, to then make massive profits um, and 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 to feed into into uh, the the violence and the and the and the trafficking that comes from from the activities. Yeah, I mean, I also just think as I, as I was as I said that that if you if you do that, you also suddenly don't have to police that aspect of society, and so. You can use those resources elsewhere. You can use that money elsewhere um, for more important things than you know knocking down someone's door or or pinning someone to the ground because they have a bag of weed. Yeah, exactly. But I think more importantly, drugs and alcohol are a symptom of something. They're not the cause of something. So if you sure. if you find what the underlying yeah. cause is, which is which is of course grinding poverty and and that sort of stuff, right? A lack of family structure, a lack of Education. Uh, a lack of education, all, all those factors, the symptom is drug and alcohol abuse. So to have someone who's been traumatized their whole life and who uses drugs as a, as, a, as a means to forget about life, and then you still lock him up where he joins more gangs in prison. I mean, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. If I were to be really yeah. frank, it's, it's, it's perpetuating a cycle of violence on that person in perpetuity. Yeah, often. It, it, it adds fuel to the fire and, and, and I, and I certainly am in favor of uh, shifting from a law enforcement approach to 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 to, to drugs to a uh, public health approach, uh, much like the the much vaunted um, Portugal model. Um, mm. I've, I've I've read a fair amount about that. So, please tell Madame Premier to <laughs> to, 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 to look at the look at the look at the science, look at the data. When you next year. Walking yeah. past you in Seapoint. And tell her to unblock me, please. She hasn't <laughs> unblocked me after like three years. Because <laughs> you're the most horrible troll in South Africa. 
<laughs> right, Zach. Uh, I think that uh, that that covers quite a bit for for the moment. Ramon, uh, any any further further burning questions? Um, no, 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 I think we've been uh, Zach has been quite illuminating. Um, I, I still think the police is a waste of money. Just uh, ex- you know, outsource labour broke. All security and, and investigations to the private sector ought to be much better because it already is. Um, but I understand that we need the police because reasons. So let's try to just make it better. But Zach, that was great. Uh, thank you for thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed the discussion, and I'll be glad to be back on um, on on any other topics. Oh, for sure. No, don't worry. We'll we'll keep you we'll we'll keep you in mind for lots of things. Thanks, thanks for for joining us and and really uh, giving. Hold on, one, one great caveat. great comment. If you when you do become minister of police, can I take a drive with you in your blue light brigade? Uh, there will be no blue light brigades when the DA is in government. You're no fun whatsoever. <laughs> Sorry. All right, cool. Uh, Zach, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to just wrap up the show quickly. Uh, Ramon, uh, any further comments other than to tell us again that the police are terrible, terrible um, things? Well, individually they're not terrible, but the concept is is, is awful. So, um, no, nothing much. I think I think there are problems to be solved, and Zach seems to to understand what those are. So, nothing more to add. All right, yeah. So, well, hopefully we can get some peace on our uh, university campuses, uh, and maybe a bit more peace in our communities as well. Uh, those crime statistics, even if they aren't the real ones, are just as uh, bothersome. Uh, what are you, Miss Universe? World peace. Yeah, well, I would, I would like us to have a bit more. Well, I, I, certainly on the campuses, I, I would appreciate it if we could stop stoning each other. Uh, anyway, uh, such is that's it for the week. Next week. Uh, Look forward to a cracker. We have a scorcher on the cards. Yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't think this was uh, controversial enough or, or didn't tickle you enough, next week, big one, big one in the bag. Um, you can obviously uh, like us on Facebook uh, at the Renegade Report on uh, Twitter, Renegade underscore Report. Oh, Zach, while we still got you, uh, tell me uh, what's your Twitter handle? Oh, sure. Um, it's at Zakele Mbele. Yeah. Uh, this is my, my first name and surname as, as one word. Cool. If you can hear that, that's at Zakele Mbele on Twitter. Uh, you can follow him. He is the Shadow Minister of Police and a Member of Parliament. We will catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening and goodbye. Central.com